Ephesians chapter 6 and our text for this morning is verse 16 verse 16 above all Paul says taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked after the girdle of truth the breastplate of righteousness and the gospel footwear we come now to consider the shield of fear which is the fourth piece of God's armor that Paul here deals with being the fourth piece of the armor that means of the seven pieces of the armor the shield of fear is the central one and I find that most interesting because of what Paul here says about the shield of fear for he introduces the shield of faith to us by saying above all taking the shield of faith notice how he introduces it above all so here we have the central piece of God's armor and regarding the central piece of God's armor Paul says above all taking the shield of faith so being the central piece and Paul saying above all is this not the Holy Spirit's way of emphasizing the importance of this particular piece of armor of God now, of course we know every piece of the armor is important but the central piece takes on special significance for example when the Lord Jesus hung upon the cross from his lips came seven sayings we talk about the seven sayings of the Savior from the cross now we look at each one of those seven sayings they're all important but we look at the central one the fourth saying and what was the fourth saying my God my God why hast thou forsaken me we know the significance of those words being central forsaken of his heavenly father because he was there bearing all the sins of all of his elect he bore the punishment of all those sins that day that's why he cried my God, my God why hast thou forsaken me so then there is a special reason why the shield of faith is the central 
part of God's armor. There is a reason for it. Paul says, above all, taking the shield of faith. So let us look at our shield of faith. Let us look at these words, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So as we look at this central piece of God's armor, we look first of all at the attacks against the Christian. <coughs> the attacks against the Christian. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. There you have the attack as made upon God's people. The fiery darts of the wicked. Paul here speaks about how Satan attacks the Christian. He speaks about the fiery darts of the wicked. That's where we'll begin. We'll look first of all at the wicked. The one here Paul refers to as the wicked. Of course he's speaking about the devil. The wicked. You know some people speak very in a very light-hearted way when they talk about the devil. Almost as if he's a fictional character. But he's a person. And others do not take the devil seriously enough nor his pernicious ways they think that they can flirt with the wicked one and his ways and not be affected when they're filling themselves not realizing that yielding to the temptations of the devil can and has ruined many a life destroyed many a testimony Solomon has challenged us with these words can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned can a man take a fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Proverbs 6 and verse 27. Of course the answer is no. You take a fire into your bosom, you're going to be burned. And here Paul tells it, speaks about the fiery darts of the wicked. And so here the devil, Satan, that fiery serpent is called the wicked that's his name that word wicked the word itself means means bad it means malignant it means miserable so that's the meaning of the word wicked the word 
name that Paul given to the devil bad, malignant miserable he is what God says he is not what we think he is God says he's bad, he's evil he's unclean, he's deceptive he's filthy, he's corrupt that's God's description of the devil not the company that any Christian or professing Christian would want to be keeping neither would want to live their lives and is influenced by him by one who is bad, malignant and miserable no we want to put as much distance as we can from the devil, from the wicked one he's out to destroy the Christian believer, he's out to destroy you in the book of Job we read in Job 11 and verse 14 if iniquity be in thine hand put it far away if iniquity be in thy hand put it far away and let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacle so the message is clear you don't want to have anything to do with the wicked one Paul says above all above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked you want to live a victorious life you want to strive after holiness and live a holy life this is what we are to do above all taking the shield of faith as well as the wicked we notice here the weapons he describes the weapons of Satan the wicked one as fiery darts the design of Satan as we've already said is to destroy the Christian destroy his testimony destroy his peace yea and he's done this before destroy a man or a woman's life remember the meaning of the word wicked bad, malignant miserable isn't that how Christians feel when they've been smitten by one of Satan's fiery darts don't they feel miserable a Christian that has any conscience at all and any desire to live for God and strive after a life of holiness when they are smitten by one of Satan's fiery darts they feel miserable because they let the Lord die they feel the Lord and they feel miserable 
That's how King David felt. When one of Satan's fiery darts was shot at him, David felt miserable as well. Turn with me, please, to Second Samuel. You see what what we mean? Second Samuel, <coughs> chapter eleven. Second Samuel eleven. Now we have in the opening two verses. And it came to pass after the year was expired. <coughs> Mark these words. At the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon, and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. The time when kings go forth to battle but David didn't go that way he should have gone with his men he should have led his soldiers into battle but no we read but David tarried still at Jerusalem that was a mistake and it came to pass in an evening time that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself and the woman was very beautiful to look upon we know what the outcome was we know what took place it was just then that David saw Bathsheba washing herself and Satan took aim at David with one of his fiery darts and slew David with temptation and the result he committed adultery with another man's wife when kings Go forth to go forth to battle. David didn't go that day. That was a mistake. He rose up from his bed, walked out upon his roof, and there saw Bathsheba. And as a result, he was tempted to commit adultery with Bathsheba. And when the fiery poison of that fiery dart ran through his veins. And he was grieved that he had committed such a sin. He was miserable. How do I know he was miserable? Well, Psalm 51 was written following that event. In Psalm 51 verse 12, his prayer was, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation see miserable he was miserable because Satan had succeeded in firing one of his, dar- his 
fiery dart at David. It was the dart of temptation. And David succumbed. And David fell that day. And oh, how great was the fall thereof. He was miserable as a result. Is that why? Is that why many believers are miserable? That they don't have the joy of the Lord in their heart? They're not living a victorious life? They're miserable. Why? Because there's sin in their lives. The fairy darts have found their mark. And they haven't got victory over one besetting sin. And there's no victory. And they're not really living for God. And what are They're miserable. Miserable. As well as the wicked. And the weapons. We notice the wounds. These fiery darts will just consider briefly David and how he was wounded. Because he yielded to temptation. Satan has many darts in his quiver. And to be struck by any one of them will wound the Christian. And leave that Christian miserable until he seeks forgiveness and pardon and cleansing afresh in the precious blood. To be stabbed by a fairy dart from Satan, the result will be the same. Miserable. Now, of course, we couldn't name all the fairy darts that Satan has in his armor. But I know one would be pride. Pride. Many an individual has suffered a downfall because of the pride in their heart. And how the fairy dart of pride can smite the Christian and bring them down. After all, God has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly? Love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. That's what God requires. Walk humbly with thy God. That eliminates pride. But when pride comes in, when a man or a woman becomes proud and think themselves to be something special, we read in Proverbs 29 and 23, a man's pride will bring him low. A man's pride will bring him low. We think of the pride that filled Peter's heart. And how his pride brought him low. Remember what the Lord said to all of his, all of his disciples? 
He said, And tonight the shepherd will be taken and the sheep will be scattered. And you'll be offended of me tonight. Lord told his disciples that. Peter spoke up. What did Peter say? Though all men forsake thee or be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. I remember when the Lord spoke those words to his disciples, he was quoting scripture as it is written when the shepherd is taken the sheep will be scattered so the Lord quoted scripture but Peter just turned a blind eye to what the scripture said and the Lord then went on to say you'll be offended because of me tonight and Peter says though all men be offended not me no no I won't be offended yet I will never be offended Lord I'll go with thee to prison I'll go with thee to death the Lord said before the cock crow a third time you'll deny me and Peter heard that cock crow he had already denied the Lord the same night the same night that he said he would go with the Lord to prison and to death and when the cock crowed the Lord turned and looked at Peter didn't say anything but Peter knew that look of Christ pierced his very heart and they read Peter went out and wept bitterly the word there for wept is a word that would be used to describe the weeping of a child Peter went out and wept bitterly he wept aloud this wasn't any kind of soft, so, uh, sobbing no he wept aloud how did he feel he was miserable there it is again sin that used pride to bring down one of the Lord's choicest sins one of the inner circle of his disciples and he went out and wept bitterly he was miserable that's the meaning of the word wicked remember what are the meanings miserable when you yield to temptation and grieve the Lord to feel miserable so we have considered the attacks upon the Christian that leads us now to consider the armor for the Christian the armor <clears throat> above all taking the shield of faith 
wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. There's victory. There's victory for the Christian. If they take the shield of fear, Paul said, above all, taking the shield of fear. Now having seen something of the misery that Satan's fiery darts can cause, we then need the appropriate armor to withstand the fiery darts. And Paul here says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Regarding the armor of the Christian, in relation to verse 6, or verse 16, we notice the insistence. Paul insists that we take the shield of faith. For he says, above all, he's insisting. Above all, taking the shield of faith. It is interesting that Paul should say, above all, because the shield that a soldier would wear or have in battle would not be a little shield, but be a shield the full length of his body. So when he goes out to battle, he can, as it were, hide behind the shield and go out against the enemy behind the shield. And Paul has just said, above all, taking the shield of faith. And of course, with such a shield, it would cover all. It would cover all the other pieces of the armor so you can see how it all ties in when Paul says above all taking the shield of faith and that shield covered the full length of the soldier's body and covered all the other pieces as well as the shield of faith covering all it's a shield of faith and what does the Bible tell us we're told fear overcomes all. See how it all ties in together. We read in 1 John 5 and verse 14 For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory. This is the victory that overcometh the world even your faith even your faith and we're exhorted to wear the shield of faith and here John tells us that shield of faith will give us the victory the victory over the evil one the victory over the wicked quenching all the fiery darts of the wicked He'll give us the victory and we'll overcome the world we'll overcome the flesh and we'll overcome the devil above all taking the shield of faith there you have Paul and his insistence he insists take the shield of faith as well as the insistence 
you have the identity the question arises as to the identity of the shield of faith of course we're not talking about a literal shield a literal metal shield the symbolism of the shield in the New Testament is only found here in Ephesians the symbolism of the shield is not found anywhere else in the New Testament now we need to go to the Old Testament where a shield is mentioned quite often and there we discover the shield of faith metaphorically represents the person of God think of that the shield of faith metaphorically represents the person of God so there we see that God himself is the shield for his people God is our shield the first mention and there is the law of Bible study there is a law of the first mention and here we have the first mention of the word shield in the Bible it's found there in Genesis 15 and verse 1 Genesis 15 verse 1 the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying fear not Abram I am thy shield there you have it I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward and so here the Lord is saying to Abraham I'll protect you I'll be your shield I'll be like a shield unto you and as we've already pointed out the shield that the soldiers had in battle was one that covered them from head to toe and here's God saying I'll be your shield Abraham now that will one part of you exposed to the enemy I'll be your shield we read in Deuteronomy we can multiply these verses Deuteronomy 33 and verse 29 the Lord said happy art thou O Israel who is like unto thee O people saved by the Lord the shield saved by the Lord the shield of thy help so that's makes it clear the Lord God of heaven is our shield the God repeatedly said to his people that he was their shield to protect them Psalm 33 verse 20 he is our help and our shield Psalm 59 verse 11 O God our shield 
as I say you can multiply those verses and it is very clear and very plain from these references that there cannot be any doubt that God is our shield to protect us from the fairy darts of the wicked and God being our shield then when sin attacks us we must have faith in God we must have faith in God to protect us no we don't put our faith in ourselves our skill or our strength or how spiritual we may be or feel we may be no we put our faith in God have faith in God and God is our shield for we never know where one of those fairy darts of Satan will come from and now we can see why Paul said above all above all taking the shield of faith we need that shield as I said you never know where Satan will shoot one of those fairy darts at us when we're least expecting it above all taking the shield of faith as well as the insistence we notice on the agenda day that God being our shield we notice the importance the importance of course every piece of God's armour is important for all of God's soldiers the Lord's soldiers and we have faith in every piece of that armour of God's armour to protect us and to ensure that we get the victory over the wicked one and over the devil as I've already said we need to have faith in God our faith in God to protect us against the wicked one God is our shield but only as we lay hold on him in faith does he become our protection against the fairy darts of the wicked the shield is our sovereign God and faith is our human responsibility so we see the importance of exercising that faith in God we exercise faith in God at all times we'll be able to thwart the enemy we'll be able to quench all his fairy darts we'll be in the victory so complete reliance by faith in the person and purposes and power of God will quench all the fairy darts of the wicked Amen we have seen then the attacks against the Christian we have seen the armour for the Christian 
We come now finally to the assurance for the Christian. Paul gives us here assuring words. Above all, he says, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able. There's the assurance. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And here's the Lord, or here's Paul, guaranteeing us the victory. Wherewith ye shall be able. There's no doubt about it. We shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Here we have, first of all, the promise. With God as our shield, we then will defeat the devil in our lives. We'll not succumb to him. We'll render him powerless <coughs> as far as our individual Christian lives are concerned. Powerless to wound us. Powerless to pull us down. Powerless to make us miserable. And of the power to quench the fire of those darts of the wicked one. And notice, not one fiery dart will penetrate that shield. What did Paul say? Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. All of them. Not one will penetrate that shield. Here we are assured of certain victory over the devil, over the wicked one, over Satan, against those satanic fairy darts of pride, of envy, of jealousy, covetousness, worry, unbelief. Purely, and of course, many others. We have a sure defense. We have God as our defense. We have God as the shield in this battle against the wicked one. Above all, taking the shield of faith. And faith in God, faith in His Son, and faith in His precious blood will give us the victory over the devil every time. Satan has no answer to the blood. He has no answer to the blood. He'll never gain victory over us. And we face Him with the shield of faith and confidence in God and praying to God and having faith in God we'll be victorious Christians that's what we want isn't it we want to be victorious Christians we don't want to be miserable Christians defeated by the devil on a regular basis we want to live a victorious life There's the promise wherewithal 
wherewith ye shall be able, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, as well as the promise ye have the power. Paul said, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. He's not referring, of course, to fleshly ability. Not at all. If we go against the devil in our own strength, we'll fail every time. Every time. But go against him in the strength of the Lord and in the power of his might will be victorious. Wherewithal ye shall be able to stand against the fiery darts of the wicked only by the power of God will we be no defeat we will, will we know the victory over the devil take the heart believer above all above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We have the power to do so. And that power is God. Says the Lord. And the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's just bow our heads now in prayer. Our dear Lord and loving God. If I be for thy word, for the word that instructs us, teaches us how to live a holy, victorious life. Lord, may we indeed take to heart the words of Paul and put on the whole armor of God. And above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. But no Lord Satan is out to pull us down, to resist us, as we endeavor to serve thee. Lord, again, may we have on the shield of faith, and those fiery darts will be quenched, is the Lord. Lord, write thy word upon our hearts. Save the unsaved. Bring sinners to Christ today. And lead thy people out in victory. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be our abiding portion now and forevermore. Amen.